testimony um, and, and I, I specifically I thank him for oh I thank her for the part of the testimony when she said you know I'm trying to get back to the thing that I lost amen because I used to do this and I don't do it anymore amen and just Lord help me to be um, help me to be mindful of the things that you told me so that I'm able to to do them, right? Yes. To do what I'm called to do, to do what I was born to do. Amen. So the thought that I have for today, the thought that the Lord has given me for today, uh, we're using for the subject to abide. Amen. To abide. And um, on, on, of course, if you would look that word up, um, you would see, you know, normally like you do in a dictionary, you see several definitions. Um, always when I read it, uh, I read the particular verses that I'm going to read today. When I think about abide, I think about living in, right? Like living in something, abiding in a house, like your abode. Um, but it just so happened when I looked in a dictionary, um, one of the dictionaries and Webster's me to agree, like to abide by the rules, right? To agree to follow the rules, right? And I read it and I say, hmm, I'm, I'm going to go with living. The living part still feels like it holds more weight to live in, right? Um, and one of the things how how God brought me to the word abide is, you know, I know a lot of times there are tons of things that we want God to do in our life, right? Um, and I just started to think of, um, I started to think of 3PD. So for our visitors a couple of weeks ago, I we had, I asked um, all of the people in the congregation to give me three things that they would love to learn about in 2023, and they started submitting their answers. Right, and as a request came in, some of them were the same, some of them were totally different. And um, the reason that I asked the question is, I say, because God, you know, I too want to be intentional in the new year. And as the pastor, I want to make sure, right? I know God has given me the spirit of discernment and that sometimes there's going to be some words that he just has me give out. I say, but I also want to be intentional. Like I want to have relationships with the people that I'm pastoring and I want to know what they're thinking. I want to know what they want to know so that I can help them. I can guide them. I can pray for y'all to get where you want to go. And as I started reading some of the requests, you know, the Lord just said, you know, some of these things, have already been taught. Some of these things have already been preached. Some of these things have already been discussed, right? And so I start saying, I say, well, God, well, what is it then, right? And he say, right, they don't abide. They don't abide. And what I mean by that is you have to live in his world, Right. When you want God to talk to you, you have to live in his word. And, and it's like and, and this example came to my mind. If I was to go into a hospital and I was to go into the emergency room 
And these people started using all these medical terminologies and get this tool and get this medicine and get 500 cc's of this and 500 cc's of that. I wouldn't know what they were talking about because I don't live in that world. I don't spend my time in the hospital. I don't spend my time around doctors. I don't know the terminology. In the, in the education field, we do this all the time. Parents come in for parent-teacher conferences, and we start saying, your child took this diagnostic, and their lexile is this, and this means that, and they scored this on this test and all that. And then sometimes I just have to, like, after the teachers talk, I just have to say, Mama, you understand what she's saying? You have any questions? Because the parents don't live in that world. And it's the same thing with God. A lot of the things that we have questions about, and God has said it over and over again, and we're trying to figure out why we still in the same cycle, because we don't abide, right? We just step into that arena on Sunday, right? Possibly Wednesday, if we really faithful, right? We might come two days out of the week. But what are we doing the rest of the week? Are we abiding? Are we living in the Lord? And that's why I say I want to go with the living in addition. Right? Because you can agree with your mind. You know, you can agree like, yeah, I agree. I believe in the word. I believe in Jesus. Like, okay, I agree with that. I agree agree that God is good. I agree. Right? But do you live in that world? Right? Every single day do you live in that world? And so that's, we're going to be in John 15 on today. Right? And we're continuing with this series, Lessons from the Father, right? And I was thinking this morning, I want y'all to know, like I know I, like I'm saying, lesson one, lesson two, lesson three. These lessons are in no particular order. These are just things God wants you to know, right? So you, it don't matter. You don't have to listen to the first sermon to understand this sermon, right? But these are just things that God has just been dropping in my spirit that he wants you to know. And, you know, the first one was just love. The importance of love, right? The importance of love, how and why God loves us. And and the second one was, you know, last week that that Jesus wept, that he desires desperately for us to be in a relationship with us. And so on this Sunday, the message is to abide, right? You got to live it. You got to live in this world. Nothing going to change in your life if you don't live in this world. And y'all ain't got to answer this out loud, but how many of y'all actually read for you like bible study stuff aside bible study what right because still at the end of the day that's what pastor has prepared for you that's what i have prepared for you like i've done the work i've done the reading right all the discussion questions all the prompts all the things that get you but what have you done for yourself what what if what if what if what i was i have prepared is not what you need where you going to get it from? What if you like, okay, Pastor, I know we're doing this, this series and it's good, but right now I'm really struggling in this area. Are you going to wait until it, until Pastor decide I'm going to preach that message or are you going to go get that word for yourself? And that's what I mean by abide. You got to live in this world. This got to be something that you do every day. And you're not waiting on, you're not waiting on husband to live this life with you. You're not waiting on pastor to pull your hand with like, you're not waiting on you like, Lord, I want you for me. You have to live in this world. 
That's the only way you're going to understand what God has for you. Right? He only gives me, I can only see a glimpse. He only allows, as pastor, he only allows me to see what I need to see to do the job that he's called me to do. He didn't put me here to be a replacement for him. So that means I don't know everything. Right? He does. So there are going to be some things that you can only get from him. See, some pastors wouldn't tell you that. They will want you hanging on every word. They will want you doing exactly what they tell you to do. They will want to be involved in every single decision that you make. Right? I don't want that for y'all. Number one, I don't want the weight. I don't want blood on my hands. If I tell them, I'm telling you the wrong thing. Right? But in order, so that means if, if, if I'm not going to be that person, there's God and shifting you like Brother Rose said, a robot. That means you got to go to the Lord for yourself. When is the last time you've done that? Seeking wise counsel is one thing, but anybody in here that has been counseled by me is going to tell you, who am I going to point you back to? Jesus. I can only tell you but so much. I can only have but so many conversations. You're going to still at some point have to learn how to abide. John 15 and, and, and 1, y'all can remain seated if you, if you want to. Amen. And it reads, I am the true vine, and the father is the husband man. This, this red letters, this Jesus talking. I am the true vine, and my father is the husband man, right? Jesus saying, I'm the vine, and God the father is taking care of me, right? He's making sure that I am in order. Right. And then the second verse says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Talking about God, the father and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Right. So Jesus is like, I'm here. I'm the answer. I'm what you need. Right. If you connect my if you connect yourself to me. You should bring forth fruit. But if you say you call by my name and you don't bring forth no fruit, God going to take you away. And then he says, even if you are connected to me, even if you are connected to me and you bring forth some fruit, God is still going to purge. He's going to take, right? So you can't live off the same Jesus that you've been living off the last five or ten years, right? When you first get to know him, you okay, fine. But then, okay, you brought forth some fruit. You invited somebody to church with you, right? You paid a little tithes. You 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 did a little serving. You served a little food. But what's the next step? He gonna say, okay, I see that fruit. Good, good. Let me take that away. That that's not speaking for you anymore. What what do you have now that's showing that you're going? Deeper in me. What do you have now that's showing that you actually abide in me? Cooking the eggs ain't it no more. Right? I've seen you. I call you faithful in serving the Sunday school food. I call you faithful in teaching Sunday school. What's next? What's the next thing I can call you faithful in? And those things only come about when you abide. Imagine if, if you went your whole life and you stayed in the same spot. 
You thought the same way. You talked the same way. You had the same answers for 90, 80, 90 years of your whole life. Nothing ever changed. You never evolved. You never grew. Right? You still had the mind of a child at 90 that you had when you were five. Right? People right in the... In our setting down here on earth, when a person is like that, when they don't grow, when, when their mind is not developed, what do we call them? they disabled. Right? Some of us are spiritually disabled because we don't abide. we spiritually disabled because we don't abide in the Lord. Right? So after Jesus tells them this, right, as he tells them, I am the true vine, after he tells them this, right, after he says every branch that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. The third verse, he says, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. He's saying, he's basically telling me, if you can understand what I'm telling you, if you can hear what I'm telling you, it'll clean your life up. This truth that I'm telling you, right, makes you clean. Everybody who calls themselves a Christian is not a Christian. You have to bear fruit. You have to actually abide in God. You have to live in God all day, every day. And it's not a clean process. Jesus, you, Jesus is using gardening, right? He's using farming terminology because he knew that these people would understand farming terminology. Because they had to grow their own food and do their own things, right? And if you know anything about garden, it's not a perfect. Sometimes the tomato's ugly. They still taste good, though. Right? Sometimes the green's going to have spots on it where a bug then ate through it, right? So the process is not always going to be perfect. Those things that you see in the grocery store, those have been handpicked. They done got all, they got all kind of wax and stuff on. They don't put the ugly fruit in the grocery store because they know you're not going to buy it. Right. And that's what a lot of churches and a lot of pastors try to present. They try to present all the pretty stuff. Right. But the reality is sometimes the stuff is not pretty like that. It's ugly. Right. And it takes a special type of gardener. It takes a special type of husbandman to make sure that the vine is healthy, that it's fertilized, that it has enough water, that it has enough sunlight. Jesus is all those things. Right. God, the father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are working together to make sure that you can bring forth fruit. But you got to stay connected to the vine. Jesus said, if you if you catch on to what I'm saying, if you catch on to this word, you will be clean. Thank you, Lord. And it just, it just dropped on me, you know, and then sometimes, do you know sometimes that ugly fruit you grow tastes better than the stuff in the grocery store that you can buy? Right. You can't buy the Holy Ghost. You, you, you can't buy blessings. Right. It has to be homegrown. It got to start on the inside of you. It has to be homegrown. You have to stay connected to the vine. Fourth verse, Jesus says, abide, live, live, agree. Right. In me, abide in me, abide in my word, abide in what I'm saying, abide in my presence. He says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. Nothing good can come out of you if you're not connected to Jesus. Nothing good can come out of you 
unless you are connected to Jesus. No more can ye except ye abide in me. Right? Jesus says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And when he says nothing, he means nothing. That is not a typo. Unless you abide, that's your schoolwork, right? You ever think, well, I've been doing, I might do great. But what if you had a guy sick? Who you think been keeping you? Right? How many children in Auburn State have died this year? Oh, it couldn't have been you, right? I think last week a girl in Mary Acres committed suicide. I think somebody told me. Right. Okay, I know it's a middle school. Right. This is, tomorrow is not promised. It's not. You can do nothing unless you abide. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Right? Why, does anybody know why, why, if you light a fire, why you don't burn the stuff that's, it's harder to burn the stuff that's green. It got too much life in it. It don't catch on fire quick. Like you, when you cut something down, you got to at least let it dry out for six to, six months to a year before it's ready to be burned. I ain't talking about little twigs and like, I'm, I'm talking about the terminology he's using is branches, right? So it takes, when, when you are connected to the vine, right? It's harder to it's harder for stuff to get to you. It's harder for Satan in life to burn you. It's harder for stuff to tear you down when you're connected. You got too much life in you. But when you get disconnected, you start to dry out. You want the stuff that's dry. Right? That's why you don't throw water on the wood before you burn it, because you want it dried out. And how do we get dried out when we get disconnected from the life source? When we get disconnected from the living water, that's how you get dried out. You fit, you're ready to, like, you don't serve any purpose anymore. How many of y'all seen a dead branch bring forth some life? How many of y'all seen a dead branch bring forth fruit, right? When it's dead, it's dead. You serve no other purpose but to, to burn at that point. Right? If, if you've lost your purpose, then what are you here for? If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. But thank God for Jesus. He said in the seventh verse, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Right? We praying for discernment. We praying for answers. God, why you hadn't did this? Why you, have y'all read John 15 and 7? If ye abide. We want to ask, but we don't want to abide. We want to ask God for things, but we don't want to abide. He clearly says, if ye abide in me, right? He don't just say, ask what ye will. He said, if you abide in me and my word, right? When you ask for something, are you asking using the word? I don't know. Why we don't know? Because we don't read the word. 
You would be smart enough to know, I might well not even ask for that because God don't work that way. He don't work that way. I know he don't work that way because it's in his word. And you spent 10 years asking for this and wondering why it had come to pass because God don't work that way. You would know that if you abide it. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you can ask. Do you read for yourself? Right. Sometimes y'all call like call pastor, ask a pastor question. I'm not just this smart on my own. I didn't wake up like this. I didn't wake up with answers. You know what my pastor used to tell me when I would come to the altar and want her to lay her hands on me and I wanted to feel the spirit and I wanted to fall out and I wanted to feel the move of God and I'm coming up there, I'm ready. I just know I'm about to get a touch. Read your words, son. Go back to my seat. Like, that ain't what I thought. That's not the answer that I thought she was going to give me. Right? I thought God was just going to touch me and bless me and, and all this stuff. Read your words, son. Every time, more times than not, that was her response at the altar. At the When I come for prayer, all I get is read. Like, and you're like, read? I've I been reading. I've been reading. I'm tired of reading. <laughs> That's abiding. Why? Why, Jesus? Why? Why, why? why this abide thing? Eighth verse. Eighth new creation. Herein is my Father glorified that you would bear much fruit. And so shall you be my disciples. You are not a disciple. You are not a follower of Christ if you have no fruit. What is it about you that makes people identify you as a follower of Christ. Don't say I because you go to church. Because typically that's the number one reason other people don't come to church. Because <laughs> Christians who go to church don't have no fruit. Amen. So that's not the going to church is not the identifying trend. It's when they see you all them other days of the week and you're set apart and you're different and you're peculiar because you are abiding. You're in the world, but you're not of it. Why are you not of it? Because I'm part of another world. I'm connected to another kingdom. Right. I belong to somebody else that doesn't look like what's down here. Jesus says, as the father have loved me. So have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. What you mean how the father have loved you? Go back to the first verse. I am the true vine and the father is the husband. He's saying just how God the father takes care of me, I'm going to take care of you. That's why he means how you going to do that? It's the ninth verse, y'all. It's the fruit of the spirit. He says I'm going to do it through my spirit. That's how I'm going to love you. That's how I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to help you be patient. I'm going to help you be meek. I'm going to help you be tempered. I'm going to help you long suffer. Right? That's how I'm going to love you. He says, continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. I heard something and, I, and I'm still turning it. I'm still turning it around in my brain. 
because I know that it's something that I have preached, right? And and, and I, I, I thank God for Jesus, but I heard somebody say, is it really that hard to, on a basic level, keep the Ten Commandments? You telling me, right? I get what Jesus said. If you look on a woman, you commit, right? That ain't the basic level. That's a step up. But on a basic level, are you telling me it's really too hard to, te- to keep the Ten Commandments? Stealing. Killing. Adultery. Covetous. Right? Because Jesus told them, if you keep my commandments, and we've been taught, like, man, that's impossible. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like I say, I'm still turning that now. But he just said it in the 10th verse, if you keep my commandments. And we've been taught that it's it's too hard. So if it's too hard, how can I abide, right? Right? But he, in the ninth verse, he said, I'm going to love you like the Father loved me. I'm going to use my spirit. If we would truly abide, we just don't want to abide. We just don't want to spend all our time in Jesus. Right, you got to give me some time now, Pastor, to watch the game. You got to give me some time now, just to do what I want to do. I'm giving you this ninety percent. You got to give me some time where I don't have to worry about all this church stuff. I ain't got to do all of that. That's just too much. What y'all, y'all, what y'all think holiness requires? You have to abide. And it is hard, but I thank God that he's the spirit, right? That's that pruning part. That's what I was saying. At some point, you have to grow. At some point, you have to grow. At some point, you got to be sitting there and watching TV and say, you know what? I don't even have a desire to watch this no more. At some point, you got to say, I don't even have a desire to listen to this no more. At some point, I don't even have a desire to call this person because all they're going to do is gossip. I love them, but I don't. I, I just don't want to go there no more. At some point, I, I, you got to have the desire to say, I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of thinking everything wrong. Like, I, at some point, I want to grow past this point. Amen. Right? At some point, you got to say, all right, I know it's going to be hard. I know that everything ain't going to be perfect. But I, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm t- if I know that, I'm not going to worry about it. Just go ahead and tell yourself that. Go ahead and tell yourself, like, everything is not going to go your way. But that does not mean that God is not good. That's abiding in the Lord. No matter what comes your way, God is still good. Right? Why are you saying all this, Pastor 11 verse? These things I have spoken to you that my joy might remain in you. And that your joy might be full, not partial joy, not happy Monday, Tuesday, sad Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, not partial joy, full joy. I'm telling you this so that your joy might be full. Right. And not just your joy, but the the, the part before that says my joy might remain in you. What's his joy? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Right, what's going to keep you? Abiding in the Lord is what's going to keep you. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. 
Greater love have no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Right? And we can go to the extreme. We can go to the extreme and talk about, you know, if push come to shove, if I had to lay down my life to protect my wife and kids, would I do it? Would I die? Would I physically die? Right? We could go there. But I believe the greater thing that Jesus is saying with that that, that 13th verse, verse is can you just show up for the people in your life? And I ain't talking about, we've done a series on, right? We've done a series on being present. I'm not just talking about physically show up for the people in your life, like coming into the church house. But can you show up spiritually? Right? Can you spiritually mature for your spouse? Right? Can you spiritually mature so they don't got to drag you? So now y'all can walk together in agreement Amen. with one person not pulling the other or keeping up the slack, right? You laying down your life. I'm gonna lay down my pride. I'm gonna lay down what I want to do. I'm gonna lay down my selfishness. I'm gonna lay yes, I yes, I desire this, but I'm gonna lay this down for the bigger picture. Right, I'm gonna lay this down for the bigger pitch. I'm gonna lay this down for the greater good. I'm gonna lay this down so we both can go higher in the Lord. Amen. Greater love have no man than this. That you lay down your life for your friends. Jesus says, You are my friends. If red letter don't have a capital lie, but I sure want that to be a capital I. If you do whatever I command. Stop thinking Jesus your buddy. And he, yes, he understands. But stop thinking he your buddy and he just like, I understand. Okay, you did do it this time. It's okay. Jesus ain't, he not saying that. He not telling you to just do it this time. Right? Yes, he still loves you, but he not, he not trying to hang out with you when you in error. Don't let nobody make you think that. Why, right? You you ever heard the saying you are the company that you keep? You ever heard that? So why would Jesus keep company with people he don't want to be like? He keeps company with people who want to be like him. He keeps company, right? He say, I and my father will come and what? Abide with you. Right? And so then, right, when you start to get into, when you're abiding in the Lord, the relationship starts to change. Right? When you start talking about Jesus, when we sing that song, right, or we sing songs about Jesus being our friend, 15th verse, he says, henceforth, I call you not servants. For the servant, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. A lot of people requested discernment. How are you friends with Jesus? How are you friends with the man that know everything? And he ain't telling you his stuff. He gonna break the secret now. He gonna be like, hey, you heard about this? Right? Because y'all got this relationship. You know how some people say I got friends and associates. You tell your friend stuff, you don't tell your associates. Jesus says, henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard 
right? This ain't me making this up. For all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. Right? This sermon is not to get you to feel bad. Like, dang, pastor's trying to make us feel like we don't know Jesus. I'm trying to make you feel like you don't know him like you should. Ain't nobody questioning whether, you, whether you've accepted him or not. I'm saying like that song, get to know Jesus. You need to get to know him a little bit better. Right? Maybe you've heard the name. Maybe y'all used to, you know, I got some, I got some people I went to high school with I ain't seen since we graduated. Is that how your relationship with Jesus is right now? He was your high school buddy. But you ain't seen him since you graduated. Y'all done lost touch. Y'all just text every Christmas or every Easter. <laughs> right? You have to abide in the Lord. The final verse, the 16th verse, Jesus says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. You have to grow. Saved for what? When you give your life to the Lord, when you say, Lord, I come into my life, make my over, change me. When you get quote unquote saved, saved for what? To do what? Sit down? To do the same thing you were doing before you got saved? God says, I have ordained you to bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you once again. He is tying your request to the fruit that you bear. Stop asking God for stuff and you ain't did nothing. You ain't read all week long. You should be ashamed of yourself. You asking, you got to live. You got your, it's just like the children when they write the Christmas list. You've been cutting up all year. And now you want to come with this list of things that you want for Christmas. And being a good parent, a lot of times God bless us with one or two or three of them things on the list. We get some of the stuff we want on our list, even though what? We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. But we got to get to a point where we abide, where Jesus is the main thing all the time. And just like I said in Bible study, if you start thinking about what I just said, and you're like, come on now, Pastor, you can't be the main thing all the time. He can't. Uh, I, 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 get, I get that we're supposed to love him and respect him, but he can't be the main thing all the time. You need to go back and check that relationship. And I say that because it ain't no way you can tell me that what you're doing and what the world offers compares to what God did. You really don't, you really don't understand them if that's what if that's what you think. Right? When I sing that song, I would rather have Jesus than silver and gold. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It doesn't compare. It doesn't compare. I don't care what it is, it doesn't compare to Jesus. It's no contest. It's no contest. And if you think it is, you need to check that relationship. As I close, I would just like to say I love this chapter. I love the verses that I read to you. I love that it's red letter. I love because I love it because 
Love sounds like rebuke sometimes. Love sounds like correction sometimes. When I read these words and I hear Jesus going in and I hear Jesus saying, you don't abide in me, right? You to be cast forth. When I hear Jesus saying, you know, you got the bad fruit to be able to ask me for something. I could sit and let that hurt my feelings. But I think that that's love. I don't, I don't, I don't think that is, I don't think that is valuable to be able to get everything that you want and not have a standard or something to live up to. I think that's very dangerous. I think that's the main way that people get lost. I even think that it's fair that after you brought forth fruit for God to say, okay, I see that. What's next? I think that's very fair. How many of y'all would want to be on the job for 40 years and never get a raise? Growth, growth, growth is good then, right? Increase is good then, but when God start applying them same principles to our life and start challenging us and saying, okay, you came in on the entry level, but now I got to give you more responsibility, we start saying that's not fair. I think it's very fair, and that's why I say I love these verses. I love God. Get on me. Get on me. Show, show me, like, show me the areas that I'm not abiding. Show me, right? I, I want to cut out all the times. I want to cut out all the times when I'm not, when I don't, when I'm not in your presence and you're not in my presence. All them times can go. And a spiritually immature person is thinking that that can't be done. It can't. You can have people over your house. You can be feeding them and y'all can be sitting there playing Uno and God still be in the room. You can be at the football game and God can still be there with you. You can be on that job, that UPS truck, in that gym, on that basketball court, driving it and God still be present. You can be at your job, right? You can be there and God still be present 24-7. It's not impossible. You can still be having fun playing basketball and God still be present. He can still abide. It's us. We just don't invite him. We don't invite him. And he's going to be like, I ain't want y'all house anyway. I got one. I got matching. I made by hand. Y'all got it. I got my own stuff. Amen. 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 Y'all come on and give the Lord a hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Abide. Abide, abide, abide.